Hey there, friend. It's Clarissa, founder of Blossoming Fertility and the host of the Fertility Friends podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Listen, I know the path to motherhood isn't always easy, and you don't have to go through it alone. After experiencing my own fertility challenges, I discovered a passion for helping other women because I believe that everyone's fertility journey is unique and beautiful in its own way. As your new fertility friend, I'm here to support you through the tough times, to encourage you to keep going, and to restore your belief in your body's ability to get and stay pregnant. Grab your cup of tea, get cozy, and join me here each week for education, heartfelt conversations that'll warm your soul, and inspiring stories to help you feel seen and understood along the way. Listen in, because this one's for you, my friend. Hello there, friend. Welcome to episode five of the Fertility Friend Podcast. Today, we have another interview episode featuring special guest, Drea Cloak. I'm excited to share this with you because Drea and I chatted about her background with holistic health, plus she gave a behind-the-scenes look into her own personal fertility journey. We talk about everything from the emotions she experienced, spirit babies, the stigma of being over 35 and trying to conceive, and her empowering transformation of being her best self now and not waiting until she gets pregnant to live life. There's so many juicy topics that we covered, but before we get into it, let me introduce you to Drea so that you can get to know her a little bit better. Drea Cloak is a holistic health coach born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico. She and her husband have been on their fertility journey for five years which led her to co-found The Nest. The Nest's mission is to provide women who are trying to conceive with a safe space to come together for fertility support and mentorship, a one-stop shop for vetted, trusted sources, and a place to gain incredible knowledge about your body and become a better future mother for your child and family. The Nest works to encourage and remind women that it is absolutely possible to live your best life while trying to conceive. I really enjoyed this conversation and I know you will too. So without further ado, let's listen in. All right. Well, hi, Drea. So good to have you here. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Clarissa. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we go ahead and kick it off? I I like to start by maybe just trying to get to know everybody and get to know you before your fertility journey. So tell me what Drea's life was like before fertility. Oh, man. Okay. So... I have been on my fertility journey for five years. So this is making me go back <laughs> a little bit. Um, let's see. So I'm a holistic health coach. We'll start there. Um, I became very, I, back in the day, I used to be in advertising sales and um, I had had um, what got me to be the holistic health coach. I had had my own personal experience since I was 17 with um, weight and body image issues. And I was on the never ender roller coaster of dieting. And, um, I had this experience where I was experiencing, um, four, I had four anxiety attacks in one day. And Mm. I know we know each other, you know, just a little bit, but like, um, I was driving down the road to my, office, um, at the time. And I was like screaming and crying and, um, it was just like, not my personality, like like, not me. And that was like the first of four anxiety attacks. And, um, gosh, so that opened up my world, that experience opened up my world to, you know, the world of like 
home cooking and slowing down your exercise. And cause I was also a spin instructor. So I was teaching like mm-hmm. six spin classes in a week, um, along with doing like one, like body pump. I'm not sure if you're familiar with like mm-hmm. Les Mills yeah. programs. Yep. So I was a Les Mills instructor. And so I wasn't really like working out for me. You know, I thought I was eating healthy, but it was a bunch of like diet, like food and recipes and just like plain chicken breasts and rice and broccoli (laughs) and gross, you know? And so all of this has a point, like we don't have to dive into all of that, but it opened me up to this like world of holistic health and nutrition. And I love to cook. Um, still do. I love cooking for people. I say that food is my love language. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I have a really good relationship with my body. Um, now I, you know, I love it. I know what it can do for me. I'm so proud of what it can do for me. Um, I explore different like movements, whether it's, you know, bar and Pilates and spin to, cycling outside and now weightlifting and walking. And now I play tennis, which is a new (laughs) thing for me. Um, So yeah, like I would say Drea before just kind of giving you like a background Mm -hmm. of like, I really do like embody that um, holistic health, like world. Right. And then um, I love, you know, I'm, I don't take myself too seriously. I have a good sense of humor, you know, my family, always reiterates that I can like laugh at myself, which apparently I didn't know people can't do. So, like, <laughs> it's important. Yeah. It's just always been a thing for me. And I just realized that maybe I'm not, I don't know. I didn't realize other people don't laugh at themselves or take themselves so seriously. So um, yeah, that's a trait of mine that I have had for a long time. I'm, um, I'm married. I've been with my husband for 10 years this December. Um, and we've been married for five this past January. So going on our sixth year. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think that's a very hard question. Like who am I? I know, right. That's so so philosophical, but, but no, I thought that was, I love that. It's funny. So my husband and I, we have been together for, we've been together for 17 years, but also married five. So, um, kind of similar timeframes with that too. That's really cool. But I just yeah. love the transformation, just even from, you know, the body image issues and everything too, till now, just really being comfortable in your body and just knowing what it needs, being really in tune with it. And I just love that transformation over time. But to me, it sounds like if I had to sum up what you just said, I feel like you were just like full of life. I don't know, like, uh, and not to say that it's changed, but I guess at what point did you decide to be a mom or to start trying to become a mom? And did you feel like anything changed from who you were before? Yeah, I mean, definitely. So um, I think I always have wanted to be a mom. I don't feel like I'm that woman who's like, my sole purpose in life Mm -hmm. is to be a mom. Like, it's not my end all be all. Um, I mean, I have told multiple people, and you may have heard this in our group of like, I want it all, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I want the business and I want the yeah. personal life and I want to be a mom and, you know, and yeah. um, I really think that that sums me up more than like my sole purpose is to be a mom. But with that being said, I knew that I've always like wanted to be a mom. Sure. Uh, my husband and I, even when we were dating, we would talk about like, we wanted to be parents and mm-hmm. um, he, you know, I, 
like what came up when you asked this question is like, I remember sitting with him and we were talking about, cause we got married, gosh, I'm 38. So we got married when I was 33, mm-hmm. yeah, 32, 32 turning 33. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I feel like all my friends were married and had kids already. Like I was like one of the last ones. Right. And Mm -hmm. so then I had this pressure on myself of like, well, we need to start trying for kids like right away, you know, like we're older and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I remember sitting and talking to him and he's just like very laid back. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to be, (laughs) but uh, uh, I remember him being like, you know, like it takes people, like people that I know it's taken them a while mm-hmm. to get pregnant. Like, let's not put the pressure on ourselves. You know, like it's taken like people four years. Like I vividly remember this and I'm like, okay, well, if it's like, I remember thinking like, if it's taking four years and like something's wrong, you know, like that. And so it was like, I all, like, I think back on this, like it's, I knew I was going to have a hard time getting pregnant. I don't know why mm-hmm. I knew that. I just knew it. And then we had that conversation and I think we talked about that in that conversation, if I remember correctly, um, just because I've had some hormone issues in the past and like, um, just with like the weight and the cortisol stuff that like is, was part of my journey, you know, into my being a holistic health coach. Um, so yeah, I would say to answer your question, like I kind of always knew I was going to be a mom. I also had this underlying feeling that we were going to have trouble getting pregnant which I don't know why I felt that way and so then part of me is like did I manifest that <laughs> <You know? laughs> right yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know it's my journey so and I'm you know I would say like proud of it I guess yeah. I don't know if that's the correct word but I just trust it so I think that's a gift in itself though because I do feel like that's a common misconception among women that people just assume that you're going to get pregnant right away And I think because maybe fertility challenges are becoming more common, then people like yourself and other women are starting to think, well, maybe that would happen to me. And you start to kind of have that inkling in the back of your head that it's possible that it could take longer. But I think there were a lot of people too, or there are a lot of people who are just really caught off guard by the fact that it does take a long time. So in a way that almost prepared you mentally and emotionally of like, okay, it might be a struggle. And if it is, I'm here for it. So um, let's do this. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that I necessarily had the like, let's do this struggle. (laughs) 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 I mean, I'm sure we'll get into that. But um, yeah, I even remember like once we first started trying and it must have been like my like next cycle, like Mm -hmm. we were in Austin for a friend's wedding and I was late. And so I'm like, holy Mm -hmm. shit, like I'm pregnant. Like, you know, (laughs) it happened Mm -hmm. right away. Yeah. And then. I, I wasn't and it didn't, you know, sure, sure. <laughs> but you're just taught like that this is, you know, you have sex and you get pregnant, you know, and that is not the truth. And we should be more honest yes. <laughs> with going forward. So, yeah. Yes, that is. Oh, my gosh, that is so true. Like, <laughs> I think that's just such a, another big common misconception. Like, OK, it's going to be easy. All you need to do is have sex and I mean, for, I would say for the first year of our journey, we were timing it wrong, like (laughs) without even realizing it, you know, and some people may not even realize that too, but you think you're having all these challenges or you think you're quote unquote infertile, but in reality, you just like, aren't doing it at the right time. (laughs) Like, I don't know, something as simple as that, but yeah, that's crazy. So, okay. So tell me, let's, 
I guess, get into maybe more of the fertility space um, or fertility journey. So what, it sounds like you were maybe just trying naturally from the start. So how long did that continue? And I guess, what did you try along the way? Yeah. Oh gosh, everything. So <laughs> like I said before, my husband is very laid back and I wanted to be very laid back in this process, like with my fertility journey, mm-hmm. um, as a holistic health coach, I don't take a lot of pharmaceuticals, you know, like I don't take a lot of over the counter pain medicines. Like I don't take a lot of medicine. Like I try mm-hmm. to heal things naturally and use medicine as a last resort. And so I was very against IVF, like going in, like starting, mm. um, our fertility journey. And, um, so we tried naturally for years, to be honest, I think my husband went and got his sperm tested, like two and a half years in maybe. And there was really like no concern, um, there. And then we decided I was at you know, then like COVID happened and I don't know what year it is. So like, I want to say it was in 2020, maybe 2021 that I went, I'm on thyroid medication. It's one of the only things that I do take. And, um, I went to go see the doctor that prescribed it and he's actually an OB here. And, um, but he prescribes thyroid medication. So he's who I've seen and he does some like hormone therapy and things of the sort. And I was telling him that we were trying to get pregnant, but nothing had happened. And, um, he was like, well, would you want to try IUI? There may be a chance that you could be your, um, like you could be killing your husband's sperm is how he said it. Mm -hmm. Why? I think that's so funny. I just like that (laughs) mental image to me is like, of course, why would I do that? You know, but, um, it's like the antibodies, right? Like Mm -hmm, in my cervical are attacking like his sperm. And so he was like, why don't we try IUI? I do it here. Um, we, they like clean the sperm and put it through that like machine and then Mm -hmm. pick out like the best ones and you know, whatever. And I was like, okay. And he goes, we don't have to do any medication. And I'm like, okay, like that sounds like it's up my alley, you know? And so that was probably like two and a half to three years in, I don't know the exact timeline. And all three were unsuccessful. And in my head and my husband and I had talked about it, I was like, we can do this five times hmm. and then we'll like move on to the next thing. And then after three, I was like, okay, we need to get tested. Like I hadn't gotten tested yet. And so I text a friend of mine who's an OB and I said, what's the next step? Like, what do you think that I should do next? And she said to do the HSG. So where they stick the dye through your fallopian tubes. And so we did that and, um, I, my fallopian tubes were open, but they noticed that my uterus was shaped funny. Hmm. And so not, that's not the technical term, but that's what I heard. You know? Tilted <laughs> or something. I'm trying to think of the, the diagnosis. I don't remember, but. Well, on the screen, it looked, I don't know what it's supposed to look like. Like a line. And I was hmm. like. I don't know that that's, I don't, I don't know. And so I talked to my OB and, um, turns out I had a septum and so it's like a nasal septum and you're born with it. Um, most likely. Mm -hmm. And so it's like nothing I did or nothing, you know, my mom did like, 
it's just how my body was formed. And so with a septum, they can remove it. And so mm -hmm. I had, um, I had three procedures, um, here to remove the septum. And it's just, they put you on like this, like ketamine cocktail, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. okay. and yeah. And they do like a hysteroscopy, um, and with like the camera and then mm -hmm. they cut away basically and they can wow. only get so much because you start bleeding and then they can't see which is why mm -hmm. I had to have multiple um, procedures to do it so I don't know if that's something that prevented I assume it could prevent like implantation and um, mm -hmm. because mine was very large so that was like the only thing that we found like yes I'm on thyroid medication like as a holistic health coach too, like I'm very aware of my eating. I never really went down to the like rabbit hole of a fertility diet because mm -hmm. I just, it's not my belief. Like I don't believe in like dieting, really, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, for and sure. um, you know, I did over the course of the, I mean, leading up to that, like three year mark, I like peed on the ovulation strips, but I hated that. Like it just like, my personality is like, oh, I just don't want to like call my husband and be like, let's have sex now because I'm ovulating. Like, it's just like, I want to keep this fun. I want to keep, you know, like this enjoyable and granted, you know, there are dips in that, like <laughs> your fertility journey of like, <laughs> I think I friends be like, you need to have sex every day. And I'm like, that is exhausting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we've tried it and uh, like both of us were like, okay, like this is a chore. And like, I don't think either of us wanted to make sex a chore, you yes, know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like just to like kind of backtrack into those first three years, because I feel like I really like skip over those because I'm like, yeah, we tried all the things, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. So then I had the septum removed and we, tr that was in, um, that was last year. So okay. in- 2022 um I think the last procedure was in like January or February mm -hmm. and we tried naturally for a few months and um nothing happened and you know at this point I'm turning 37 so I'm like okay like my husband was like ready to do IVF like he's like let's do it and mm -hmm. I'm like no like I had this like physical reaction in April of 2022 and we were actually at in San Diego and we were on a walk and mm -hmm. it was like, I'm ready. Like, let's do it. And I just like started like crying. I was bawling being like, I'm not like, what if it doesn't work? Like I'm scared. Like, well, yeah. you know, like everything that you think of. And then I think my husband thought that it would take me like years to get on board. And it only <laughs> took me like a couple months. Like, and I had this like realization I was in like a really stressful job at the time. And mm -hmm. I think like, my ego was inflated of like, I'm really good at this job and I could like make a lot of money, like continuing down this path. And, um, because I had like, just to, um, separate this, like I have my own business and then I was also working for somebody mm, at the time. Okay. Like, yeah. I was working in politics. And so, um, I like had this like ego inflation of, mm. I could make a lot of money and I could like move and, you know, like do this and that. And then I had this like, this is not what's important, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, sure. and I'm like, 
my family, like my husband, my dog, like our like family is important. And like, you know, we want to be parents and like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to like make that happen type of thing. So I came home, it was like in June of 2022. And I said, you know, I'm ready. And I think he was shocked that it like took two months. And so we did, do you want me to go into this? Like, yeah, the, no, absolutely. Keep going now. This is great. Yeah. So, um, I did a round of IVF here. Um, we went through one round in Albuquerque, um, and we were overly confident. Like I had 16 eggs, like we had 11 embryos that, you know, were fertilized. Only one made it to blastocyst though. And that one was abnormal. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like we were like super overly confident in that being yeah. like our first like experience. And then like, just like crushed and heartbroken after we received that news. And um, so then from there, it's just like my personality. Like I want to exhaust all options and mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure if you went through IVF for your. I didn't. Experience. I, that was maybe a next step, but I kind of felt like you like, I can do this naturally. Let me see. But, um, that yeah. it was three years into it at that point. So if it had been longer, we probably would have. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's only two fertility specialists in New Mexico. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were going to have so, to go to El Paso, I think, is the nearest one next to me in Texas. So, yeah. Limited one out. of the, I don't know how many El Paso has, but what the, one of the doctors here, the one that I saw, has an um, office in El Paso, too. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Which I just found out. But, um, yeah, so there's only two fertility specialists here, and they used mm -hmm. to work together. And so from like, I went to one and my friends had gone to another and we kind of like compare notes and they do things like similarly, you yeah. know, and mm -hmm. I just really didn't have a desire to like go to the other one here. And mm -hmm. I, I will say this, like, I liked the one we went to, like my husband likes the one we went to. There's nothing that I, like I've told people that's who I would choose. Like if they go here, but it's just my personality. Like I wanted a second opinion and I had had a friend who went to Denver. And mm -hmm. so I started researching fertility clinics that were in Denver and had heard really great things. And, um, we found a doctor up there who we like too. I can't say that we like him more, you know, okay. but, um, they offered a, um, what's it called? A, like a guarantee program it's called a oh. shared risk program so Ooh. they offer up to six retrievals and like you're guaranteed a baby or else you get your money back whoa and, that's awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like every fertility clinic yeah. needs to do this because it's so 100%. ridiculous one of the one of the things like when it didn't work the first time was like oh my gosh like we spent all this money mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. got nothing you yeah. know and yeah. And that is like, it's a terrible thought to have too. Like when you're trying to have a baby, it's just like this, like added pressure. Right. Sure. But it, that's reality, right? Yeah. 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 And so, um, we decided to go with this doctor up in Denver and I did a retrieval in February of 2023. So just a few okay. months ago, and we have four healthy embryos. Nice. Congrats. Thank you, which is amazing. And so mm -hmm. we are currently in the 
um, transfer process or exploring the transfer process right now. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. And there's a lot of feelings that go into that too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's break that down a little bit because I know, I mean, it was really cool that you were able to get on board with the IVF piece shortly, um, after, you know, only a couple of months versus the years, but how did that experience affect you? Maybe even just like mentally or emotionally, it seems like you were very positive about it going into it. So, um, how did it feel when you were actually going through the treatments and doing all the hormones, everything, just how, how was the experience? Yeah. So, um, it was actually really good, which I would, you know, I feel like my brain goes worst case scenario. It just, what it was. And so, um, I felt really good on the hormones and the first round that we did in Albuquerque, I was working out like every day almost Mm -hmm. where, and I did, this is crazy. I did hot yoga the day before my retrieval. And I wasn't (laughs) like, I wasn't doing like full expressions. I was definitely modifying, but I was in the hot room and I've done hot yoga for 10 years. So like, I'm not just like jumping into it now, you know, but, um, I felt really great. And I would say emotion, physically, emotionally, I was very angry and like, it Mm -hmm. wasn't at the process. It was that I think I harbor a lot of anger or just like shove down a lot of anger. So like the hormones (laughs) just like, we're like, okay, we're going to feel this, (laughs) which was kind of fun, you know? Um, (laughs) And then the second time I felt good physically too. I was in Denver for two weeks, like leading up to the retrieval. And so I did like a couple drop-in classes, but like, I would just go on walks. Um, cause that was just easily accessible to me. Um, I would say the second time I was more sore, mm-hmm. um, and like felt it like more cramping in mm-hmm. my ovaries. Mm-hmm. I did not feel that the first time. So it was really interesting to like compare that. Okay. Um, again, emotionally it didn't like it wasn't debilitating by any means but I was just like noticeable mm-hmm. and then again emotionally I was angry yeah. <laughs> so um <laughs> and I I feel like the second time um I carried that anger in like past the re- retrieval process mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. I feel like my body like didn't metabolize it, you know, like didn't metabolize the hormones. I don't know if that's the correct term. This is just what I'm speculating. Right. Um, but I had a hard time after the retrieval, like I, and I knew it was hormonal, but there were like spirals that I went down. Like when we got home that I was like, okay, just like, you need to take a breath. Like you need, you know, and Caitlin from the nest too, she was like, why don't you go to like an infrared sauna, like detox that, like get it out, you know, and that really helped as well. And then like movement again. So I got back into like my routine. I remember showing up to my gym and my trader was like training a friend of mine. And I was like, I am so angry. (laughs) Like I need to like move my body. Uh, Again, not my normal personality, but you know, just rolling with it. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say overall, the experience was like not at all what I thought it was going to be. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So that's good. Yeah. And I'm glad. And I think, I think it has a lot to do with the foundations though, that you've 
laid out for yourself just in life in general? I mean, from your background in holistic nutrition, but also just your lifestyle in general. It seems like, you know, you're very in tune with your your emotions, your thoughts, you know, what's normal, what's not, you know, how to maybe apply healthy coping mechanisms as opposed to maybe some other folks that just don't know what to do with those feelings when they're encountered with them. So um, it's like your, your lifestyle really sets you up for success in this process and in this journey too. I don't know. Would you agree with that? Or is that a fair statement? Oh, totally. That's a fair statement. And thank you for that reflection. I'm a, I do a lot of like mindset coaching too in mm-hmm. my business. And, um, so I know like you can't go into this thinking like it's not going to work. Like you can't, you can't talk poorly to yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like you can't talk shit to yourself, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, like true, yeah. be helpful. Like your brain is going to like manifest like those thoughts that you have into like your reality. And it's going to show you examples of like why this isn't going to work if that's mm-hmm. all you're thinking. Right. Yeah. And so um, yeah, I try to be very aware of the thoughts that I have, you know, I'm human. I have negative thoughts. Like I said, I can spiral, you know, yeah. but just being aware of them is like a huge, um, advantage point. Right. Yeah. So, so, so true. Would you say, well, I guess, is there any other advice that you would give women, um, on their journey in addition to maybe some of that mindset piece? Oh man. Yeah. I just, it sounds so annoying that I'm going to say this, but just like trust the timing Mm. of your life. And I am, this is very woo, but I am a spiritual person. And, you know, I really believe that like your baby, like your spirit babies, they choose when to come in, you know? And, you know, I know I mentioned this in the beginning, like when I first got married, I was 32. Like, um, I think I was 33 when we first started trying and Um, I was so worried about being an old mom and now I'm sitting here 38 and I'm so happy Mm -hmm. (laughs) that like, this is all happening at this moment, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, as like, we're preparing for a transfer, um, because I am a different person than I was five years ago. And like, this journey has really helped me. And I've had some really low lows in this journey as well that we haven't talked about yet, but, um, those low, the lowest of lows have, were what helped me become okay with talking about my journey. Like Mm. August of last year, I would have not been on a podcast talking about this at all, you know, and now I have a business around (laughs) where (laughs) my story is on the internet. So uh, crazy, but um, (laughs) I, I would just say, trust the timing, you know, and like, you know, work on those foundational practices of nutrition and mindset and movement and really work to become like the best you that there is because your baby's watching, your baby's Mm. with you, you know, and they know what they want to come into. They know when they want to come into it, you know, and, um, I really believe that, um, if you haven't read the book spirit babies, it's so good. Yeah. Have you read it? Yes. And so I, I completely 100% agree with you there. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I got chills as you were saying that because I really, I believe that as well, that you're, you're becoming on the fertility journey. You're becoming the mother that you're meant to be. And you're becoming the mother that your baby needs you to be. And it can be really hard to hear that. And like you said too, like your baby is with you right now, like literally physically is with you right? <laughs> in your womb, in your um, in your ovaries. And so I just think that 
maybe we forget that at times too, because it can feel very isolating. It can feel, feel very lonely, but like your baby's right there with you and they want what you want. Your body wants what you want. And um, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree in that. So I feel like that gives women a lot of hope. So thank you for sharing that. That was really a beautiful explanation. <laughs> I love that. But you mentioned you. some of the lows. Why don't we explore that a little bit more? I know it can be tough to talk about, but um, let me know what you're comfortable sharing, but I'd love to hear maybe what some of the more challenging parts of the journey was and maybe what your thought process was, how you got through it, that sort of thing. I think, um, so being a holistic health coach, again, I'm really glad I brought that up in the beginning because it has all the ties yeah. into <laughs> all of this. Um, I had so much guilt and shame mm. in not being able to get pregnant. Um, because I was like, my body isn't doing what it's supposed to do. Like it's, it was made to have babies and it's not making babies, you know? And, um, it put like a big, like dent in my business, like for a while, like in me showing up for my business. Mm -hmm. Right. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm a fraud. Like I'm telling these women to get healthy and, you know, do this and that so that they, you know, their bodies can do X, Y, and Z and I can't get pregnant, you know? Mm -hmm. And, that was a huge like mental block for me. And I have done a lot of work around it, especially last year. But I, with that, I, before I go into how I changed that, um, you know, I kind of um, secluded myself um, away from like friends and um, family, you know, like not so much family, like my mom and sister and, you know, my dad, like they knew what was going on. They like knew every step of the way, but like, I even asked them to like, please don't tell anybody like, mm -hmm. because there was so much shame, you know? And then, you know, I remember with friends who were moms, like it was hard to like be at functions, like where they're complaining about being moms or like how hard it is to be moms. And so I pulled away from that, like not saying that they don't enjoy being moms, but like, there was like, Oh, I, this happened. And Oh, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I wish that would happen. You yeah. know, like that sounds great, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, and then also just being, um, at social functions in general, I actually did a post about this today on the nest of like hyping yourself up to go to a social function or to go to a holiday because you don't know who's going to ask what, or like mm -hmm. what, you know, unhelpful advice they're going to give you about just relaxing and like not thinking about it, you know? And, um, so that was just really hard. I don't feel like I was myself for a couple of years. And like, I know my friends saw it. I think my family saw it. Um, I feel like I blamed everybody mm. like, ugh, like I'm just so annoyed at them because X, Y, and Z, when really like, and this is what I was getting to earlier is like, I realized it was like a lot of self-judgment, mm -hmm. you know? And like, it wasn't necessarily that like, you know, I, I would think like my in-laws, right? Like, I'm like, they are judging me because I can't give their son a baby. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. and like, we didn't really, like, I didn't really talk about any of it with them either, you mm -hmm. know? And so I'm like, they're thinking that, like they're mm -hmm. judging me and they weren't, you know, <laughs> like it was me judging me, you know, mm -hmm. and it was me having those thoughts. And I had this 
like amazing breakthrough, like August or September last year, where I went on a ride on my bike and I was on the Bosky up here, which is like along the river. And mm -hmm. uh, I like, was just kind of like talking to myself. Like, good thing I was on a bike because I, right. to, like, <laughs> I was like asking myself all these questions, like with yes or no answers of like, mm -hmm. um, let me give you an example. Like, do you feel like, like people are judging you like, yes or no? Like, do mm -hmm. you like, yes. Like, do you think they're judging you for not having a baby? Yes or no? Like, but are you judging you for not having a baby? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah. like it's almost like kinesiology. If you've ever done muscle testing, mm -hmm. like it's like those yes or no answers, Yeah. but it was like, mm -hmm. and I just had this like moment of like, Oh my gosh, like it is all coming from within. Like mm -hmm. nobody is judging me on the outside. And if they are, they're not my people, like yeah. probably not, you know? And, um, yeah, that was just like a really like cool moment for me, like really empowering. And, you know, like I never wanted to be this, like, uh, what's it called? Like this pity case, right. Of like, Oh, poor like Drea and Jack, like mm -hmm. they can't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I'm learning or have learned is that like, you get to tell people how to show up for you. And you get to tell people like what you need from them, you know? And so that's something I've been working on over the course of the past, however many months it's been like 10 ish months, nine mm -hmm. months, you know? Um, and it's something that I would have never done before. Like, mm -hmm. and whether they hear me is a whole nother. <laughs> like, that's not of your control, right? Yeah. You can, that's not in my control. <laughs> you know, I recently had a friend say um and it was after we had the, we found out we have these four healthy embryos like she was like I just really want um better days for you mm -hmm. and I like looked at her wow. and I was like girlfriend I'm in better days like I am <laughs> doing great you know like and I'm like yeah like I don't have a baby yet but I'm one step closer than I was a month ago yeah. and like a baby that icing on the cake you mm -hmm. know like I'm really living like the life that I want to I'm embodying the human being that I want to be you know like I am standing up for myself I'm using my voice I'm more mm -hmm. empowered than ever you know like I have a great relationship with my husband like my friendships are back you know like I have like all these like things and I'm like I'm good like I need you to hear me that I'm good you know mm -hmm. like and yeah that was kind of like eye-opening for me too that I'm like I am not going to let you pity me like mm -hmm. on this, you know, and I can't control that, but you need to hear me, mm -hmm. you know, like, well, I need to say it, whether she hears me or not, not my, not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those were like low moments. I, I don't feel like I was like depressed, but it was just a lot of guilt and shame that I carried mm -hmm. and like self-judgment and avoidant behavior mm. you know yeah so I love that though I feel like that is so empowering because a lot of times and it's funny because I think we're so worried about other people maybe perceiving us in that victim mentality but at the same time we're perpetuating that victim mentality sometimes right when you're kind of pitying yourself for what's going on and you're blaming yourself for what's going on and so many different emotions that come up but I feel like that theme of what I just heard in you is just empowering, stepping into who you are and 
living the life that you want to live now, becoming the person that you're meant to be now. Don't wait until your baby comes. Don't wait until you get that positive pregnancy test. You know, it's about doing it now and feeling good, feeling joyful, experiencing all the things you want to experience now. So I think that's so uplifting. I so love that. I just think that's so encouraging. Yeah. And that's like what we said about, you know, your baby's with you, your baby like knows when they want to come in. Like they want to see that. They don't want you to, they don't want to see you like disempowered. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see you. I mean, I am a total or I'm working on not being a total people pleaser, you know, like and (laughs) struggles real. Yep. (laughs) And like standing up for yourself and like using Mm -hmm. your voice. I mean, that's how I feel. I feel like my baby like needs me to stand up and set boundaries Mm -hmm. and not people please and like have my back and Mm -hmm. have, you know, his or her back. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All of these skills translate into motherhood later on, right? Like it's just preparing you for that piece and your baby knows that, you know that, and it's just, it's what you need. So I absolutely love that. That's beautiful. Awesome. So tell me a little bit more about your business. I know we've kind of touched on the nest and um, we did the interview with Caitlin too, but tell me a little bit more about what prompted you to get into this space. So for the nest, the fertility yes. space? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I like to say that I manifested this out of thin air because <laughs> <laughs> um, you and I are in Creatrix together. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't know if you remember, I know you had just had your baby, but like Stesha had asked us, um, this is our mentor, mm-hmm. had asked us like, write out whatever you want to like coach on. Like it doesn't have to make any sense, but write it out, you know? And I remember coming into the group and saying, I want to do some sort of fertility coaching um, because I was in Stesha's awakened womb group. Oh, yeah. And that is like really helped like I swear it changed my life Mm -hmm. you know and so um I was like I want to do some sort of fertility coaching but I don't know how or what and I um I just I didn't have any idea but I put it out there and then two days later Caitlin texts me and says I have a business proposition for you and I was on a walk and I was like oh tell me like like I like text her, like, tell me. And she's like, no, let's have a phone call. <laughs> I just get excited. <laughs> I want to know now. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go on a walk. Let me call you. Mind you, I met Caitlin in Awakened Womb. So, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, awesome. um, and so we've all, we've kept in touch. Like we went through IVF together, like not a, a few months apart. And we've just mm-hmm. like kept in touch over the months, you know, And so I go on this walk and she's like telling me this idea for the nest. And I like, don't even have to think I'm like, yes, I'm Mm. all in I love this. Like, thank you for thinking of me, Mm. you know? So like she had the vision and then I manifested the fact that I was part of the vision. (laughs) I love that. Yes. That's so meant to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that connection. That's so cool. I didn't realize you guys met in Awakened Boom. That's incredible. Yeah, it was, it was good. And she is lovely and, Mm -hmm. um, her and I connected because our stories are so similar, like the, you know, just like being more natural and, you mm-hmm. know, not wanting to do the drugs and like, you know, all stuff. But yeah. um, yeah, so we've had, like, we both like sat down and we brought like our ideas to it and 
you know, we've both been on this journey for quite some time, like me over five years or seven years, you know, and, um, we know what it feels like to, you know, desire to be a mom and to like, have it not happen and to, you know, look at yourself of being like, well, I'm doing all the right things. Like, and it's still not working and I'm eating well. And, you know, but I think like the most empowering part of both of our stories are like what those tough moments like taught us, like all the things that like, I mean, I think she told you it's my favorite part is like, she went back to school to be a functional nutritionist because she wasn't getting pregnant. Like, that's amazing. You know, like all the like mindset stuff and like embodiment work that I've done over the past, like five years to like stay positive, like not in this like toxic way, but to like, be like, I'm going to be a mom, like trust that Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a mom, you know, like I don't, you know, there's times during this journey that I know, like, I thought like, okay, this is maybe I'm not meant to be like, maybe Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're not meant to be parents, you know, but like, I know that I have that desire to be a mom. Like it's for a reason, yeah. you know? And so to trust that. Right. And so, yeah. Um, so that is how, it, I mean, that's how it came to be. And now yeah. we have the nest and our purpose is, and our mission is to help women live their best life while trying to conceive. And um, we are living, breathing examples that that is absolutely possible. And um you know, we know that not every day is going to be a great day, but just that you're taking like steps in that direction. And, you know, we've had women like message us and be like, I've been scared to sign up for the race, or Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I should take the trip, you know, because, Mm -hmm. um, I'm waiting for my baby. Like I'm waiting Mm -hmm. to get pregnant. And to that, like, we're like, take the trip, sign Mm -hmm. up for the race, you know? Um, remodel your house. Like that's what we're doing right now. Like I, um, yeah. Um, and it's just like little things, but it's like create the space that you want. Like for years, like this is my example. I'd be like, we're going to move. We're going to like, I've owned this house for like 13 years and we've like talked about moving and I'm like, I'll just get new furniture when we move or I'll just paint the house, the color I want it to be when we move. And now I'm like, I'm doing it now. Like, cause mm-hmm. I live here now, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> yes. That's like what we want to encourage women to do. And also to be a um, community and offer support to these women um, who are going through this by, you know, creating a community and a forum and um, where women can just come in and be like, I don't know, like my husband doesn't understand what IVF is because that mm-hmm. happens you know, like, or I have to explain to my mom every other day, you know, what step I'm on or what Mm. we're doing and, you know, just, or somebody told me something stupid and I'm really pissed off. Unity is so important and this journey can be so isolating. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think you, your initial reaction, at least I'm speaking for me is to like self-isolate mm-hmm. and to withdraw from like the world or from your people mm-hmm. and like, yeah, like that's okay to do, but like also like have a safe space to like come to, like, it doesn't even have to be your people. It can be complete strangers because sometimes yeah. that's easier, mm-hmm. you know? So 
Oh, I think that's beautiful. I love the fact that you have the community aspect because that is so important. And I know for myself, it was the same thing. I retreated. I did not want to see friends. I did not want to see family. I wanted to avoid all of those awkward questions, just like you mentioned too. And when I did finally find a few friends that I could confide in and communities outside of the network of people that I knew, it made such a huge difference. Um, it's just, it's such a weight being lifted off your shoulders, knowing that you're not the only one experiencing this. There are people who are on similar journeys, different paths. And, um, I think it's really beautiful too, how the fertility community, I feel like women who are in this space, who have struggled are very open to talk about it. They want to talk about it. And I don't know if you found this, but I feel like it's very non-judgmental. It's very open. It's very friendly. Like, I don't know, it's very welcoming and warm. And I just, I love that about this space, even in the um, professional industry too, like just with fertility practitioners and everybody, everybody's willing to share and come together and just partner for the greater good. And I just, I love this space because the people in it are truly amazing and they're working on becoming better versions of themselves. Maybe that's why, (laughs) that's why it's such a great group of people. I feel like it's been like so taboo to talk about and I feel like our generation is being like, it's okay to talk about it. Yes. You know? Yes. Because like I've heard my mom or my mother-in-law be like, I didn't realize so many people had miscarriages mm-hmm. like when we were pregnant because nobody talked about it. You never talked about that stuff. Yeah. Why not? Like, right? I feel like our gener- I mean, I'm sure they have their reasons, but like <laughs> our generation is like, okay, like let's stand up and talk about it and let's get loud because one, this is not normal. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) It's not normal that this is happening. And there are reasons that this is happening, Mm -hmm. whether it be our food or our environment that we live in, right? Like, and the toxins that are in plastics and candles and, Mm -hmm. you know, the pans that we use, right? And the food that gets sprayed with glyphosate and um, all the processed food that we're consuming, especially as Americans, you yeah. know, and this is a rabbit hole that I can go down for a whole No, I, I love, this is, this is the rabbit hole yeah. I love. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like, all the time. No, it, it's not normal. Like, yeah. And so we should be talking about it and we should be getting loud about it and getting angry about it mm-hmm. because there's a reason it's happening and most likely it has nothing to do with you, you know, like, yes, whoever's listening to this, like, but there are things that you can do to help the fundamental things to help support your fertility and just your overall health. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And then just like you said, the community aspect, it's so huge and being able to talk about it, in a safe space that's not judgmental, you know? And like, I love the question, like, what can I do? Like, how mm-hmm. can I show up for you? Like, mm-hmm. that's all we need. We don't need advice, you know? Like, we don't need to be told to relax. Like, it's like, let us tell you, the people who are going through this, what we need from you, you mm-hmm. know? And teaching women to do that too. Because again, a lot of us are people pleasers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so true. But then that puts that power back in you versus relying on what the other person is going to say or react. You can come at it from a proactive standpoint to those holidays, those events, those social gatherings, and just really 
the ball's in your court at that point, right? And you can like, well, we did say you offer it up, you say what you need, and it's up to them at that point to um, do their part. doesn't always happen, but that's okay. You did yours. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You feel better in the process, I would say, yes. like 99% of the time. And I even would like going back to the mindset piece, because I just thought of this, like, I remember like sitting in the doctor's office and him like, my husband's an engineer. And so he's like reading off statistics to my husband because he like wants to like include him in the mm-hmm. conversation. And I'm like, I'm not a statistic. Like mm-hmm. I'm a human. Mm-hmm. I'm a human. Like, I don't care about your statistics. Like, yeah. and so even not like having someone tell you, like, you don't have to listen to that. Like, you don't mm-hmm. have to take that into account if you don't want to. Yeah. And like, you can keep on your path, like, and not worry about what the doctor and the statistics are, like yeah. what the doctor said, what the statistics are. Cause like, you know, you, and you know, mm-hmm. your body, you know? Yeah. So just even being empowered in that way too is part of our mission as well. Oh, I love that. And going back to what you had said earlier too, even around, <clears throat> excuse me, around age, um, there's so many stigmas and misnomers around age and fertility too. And as women, we feel like, oh, well, I hit that 30 mark. I'm too old to have a baby. I'm getting too old. That biological clock is ticking. And the reality, that's just not reality anymore. <laughs> there are lots and lots and lots and lots of women getting pregnant 35 and over, 40 and over. But you know, the the language maybe hasn't changed. And I think it was when I got pregnant, I was 33. And I wasn't labeled a geriatric pregnancy yet. Um, because that was over 35, but it was a, an elderly pregnancy is what they called it. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm 33. What, what is this? Like, I feel young. I feel vibrant. And, uh, yeah, society has not caught up to it yet, unfortunately, but, um, with your voice and all of the other voices out there, we're gonna, we're gonna change that over time, but it takes a bit. (laughs) My favorite is when I remember being in the locker room at my yoga studio Mm -hmm. and I overheard this woman, she was 34. Okay. And she's pregnant and she turned 35 during the pregnancy. And she was like, I'm now labeled a geriatric pregnancy because one day made that change. And I'm like, this is utter bullshit. I wasn't even part of the conversation, but I was cracking up because I'm like, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know, that one day changed the whole label and course of her pregnancy you know yeah anyways that's true oh gosh yeah I could go off on that yeah just so many things wrong with that but yes I think going back to everything I mean it's it's an individual journey and I I love what you're doing with the nest with Caitlin too and um, it's a beautiful mission and I know you're going to make such a difference to so many women too so if people want to work with you and get to know you more Uh, what types of services do you offer? What does that look like? And where can everybody find you? Yeah, sure. So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and (laughs) (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) We're all over the place. (laughs) Um, And we are going to be offering uh, some group programs or a group program. Um, We'll probably launch next month um, is the plan. And I'm like, I don't know what day it is. Um, <laughs> and so we're planning to launch next month. And then um, we're going to trickle that into a membership. 
which mm-hmm. is just like a one-stop shop to have, um, so women, we can really take the stress out of, um, their fertility journey. So mm-hmm. it's a one-stop shop for community, for resources, for coaching, for support. Um, you know, I like to say, like we have vetted all these products that we're recommending, like, um, supplements and whatnot. So you don't have to, so you don't have to spend hours on Google being like, well, which supplements better? It's like Mm -hmm. already vetted for you. It takes the thought process out of it so that you can go and live your best life. So we're really excited to launch those. Um, we've just been in the startup program (laughs) or startup, (laughs) um, like phase, sorry, Mm -hmm. words are escaping me, but um of launching this new business but we're really excited about it and we just hope to help as many women as possible yeah yeah I know you will if if you're not already following along you absolutely should I love what you guys are posting on Instagram I guess I'll have to follow you on TikTok I haven't gotten into that space yet but um don't do it (laughs) it's hard yeah people are mean (laughs) oh no Yeah, no, it's like it's, it's, people either love it or hate it for sure. But um, yeah. yeah, at least on Instagram, I can speak to what's on Instagram. You guys have some just amazing content. I know you're, it's uplifting, it's inspiring, but it's educational too. It's such a great mix. So um, definitely follow along. Um, I will include things here in the show notes as well, uh, links to everything too, just to make it easy. But um, I guess as we wrap up too, is there anything else that you want to share? Maybe that we haven't touched on any last minute words of advice or encouragement? Yeah. Um, I will say, cause I'm experiencing this right now and I didn't really get into this, like, as we like move into the transfer process, mm-hmm. just cause I also like to keep things like to myself for a little bit before okay. I share them with sure. the internet. Okay. <laughs> um, but I would say like, just as you're going through this process, like acknowledge the feelings that are coming up for you and like, don't judge yourself like mm-hmm. with, how you're feeling. Um, I would say like when we, and I'll share this little story if that's okay. Um, that on the, this call with my, um, doctor and it was just me, my husband was traveling and we, it was after we found out we had four healthy embryos Mm -hmm. and I was very overwhelmed, like, because Mm -hmm. he, he was great. He's like, Drea, like you have the best embryos ever, I guess on like the grading scale, they're very good, which is amazing. <laughs> like I'm very grateful for that. And he's like, which one do you want to transfer? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, when do you want to do this? Like, he's very excited. Mm. Like he's great. He has called me personally three times. I love that about him. But like, he's like, when do you want to do this? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Is it up to me? Wait. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> And he's like, okay, well, just like, let me know. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I remember calling my husband and telling him like, okay, like we're ready to move forward. You know, like he wants to know which one we want to transfer and like when we want to do this. Mm. And he's like, okay. Like my husband's like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and I just like start crying. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, it's just very overwhelming when it's been nothing for five years. And then somebody's like, when do you want to get knocked up? I'm like, um, yeah, I don't know. You know? And, mm-hmm. uh, I think just honoring, that's what I was getting to is just like honoring those feelings and acknowledging that like, it's okay not to be excited or, you know, like, um, 
it's okay to have fear and it's okay to be scared or overwhelmed or like not want to share everything right away or like mm-hmm. jump for joy. Cause I've, I think I kind of judge myself of like, why am I not more excited? Like this is happening. And mm-hmm. um, especially for those of you who are on like the IVF journey or even doing IUI, like there's this like false sense of control mm-hmm. when you're going through this and um, you know, like, a doctor asking you which embryo you want to transfer. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, you know? And so, um, just, you know, acknowledging your feelings, feeling your feelings and like not feeling guilt or shame for feeling the feelings that are coming up for you, you know, like if it's not excitement and joy right away. And that's something that was just very like eye opening to me of, mm. yeah, I have excitement, but there's a lot of overwhelm. There's a lot, there's like nervousness and there's like fear, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, just being okay with where you're at too. I'm so glad you shared that. And thank you for being vulnerable. I feel like that's something that's not even really easy to share. Cause you're, you're in the thick of that right now. Like that is yeah. your, your current reality. And it can be really easy to share things after the fact, once you process things and once you're already overcoming that, you know, barrier, but um, to be in the middle of it and to have that level of reflection and just awareness, I think is incredible um, and a testament to, again, everything that you've done along the journey to just really become the person that you are today, which I know you all can't see her here on the video, but Drea is just, she's beautiful. She's glowing. She just like is this ray of light. And um, I feel like that shows in the work that you do and it's absolutely going to to shine in your motherhood journey as well too so I'm just excited for you I think yeah it's it's so important to feel those feelings and to really acknowledge them and I think I I felt somewhat conflicted too when we found out that we were pregnant um it's so funny because you go through years and years of just wanting that right and just hoping for that positive pregnancy test and hoping to um to see that positive result. And I think for us, my luteal phase had never been long. It was always 10 days, 12 days. So we got to day 13 and then we got to day 14. And I was just like, I wasn't excited. I, I It's like, I knew I was pregnant, but I was, I was scared. I was nervous. I was just, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really shared this or thought about this either, but I absolutely know what you mean because when the reality sinks in for something that you've wanted for so long and you don't feel that automatic joy, it can be, it can bring up a lot of guilt even too. Like, well, I should be happy. I should be like over the moon excited right now, but there's just so many emotions that come with, with this experience, with everything on the fertility journey and then also in motherhood. So um, just acknowledging the fact that those emotions exist, embrace them, work through them. But um, I'm really glad you shared that, that kind of made me pause. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I felt that too. And, um, yeah, yeah. I think it goes Crazy. back to, well, don't talk about this. Yes. Like, yes. It, there's a lot of unknowns and especially like, you know, I've talked to women who they've miscarried once or multiple times and now they're going through IVF and mm. they're not excited because like, and they're, they may be pregnant, you know, like, and, but they're not excited yet because they've experience loss right and true like there's nothing wrong with however you're feeling in that moment right and you know I 
talked to my husband about this and we had a really great conversation, but I was like, I kind of feel like I'm mourning this like 38 years mm. independence. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he was like, no, I, I get it. Like he feels a similar way. And he's like, but guess what? Like we get to make the rules for our life. Like we get to figure this out, you know, and like where we still want to have date nights. Like he still wants to golf. I still want to play tennis, you know, mm-hmm. like, and yeah, our reality is going to change. But like, I think you ultimately have the power and the decision-making skills to like make the life that you want you know, Mm. so I could be eating my words, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I do believe that there is some truth to that. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just allowing yourself to feel those feelings and like navigating through the process and, you know, being honest about it too. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of toxic positivity, I think in this, um, arena with fertility and Mm -hmm. I think it's just we all be more honest with what's going on you know yeah I think that's like a big theme so be honest with yourself be honest with others um you know don't be afraid to express how you're feeling and start living the life that you're meant to live that you want to live now um preparing for that journey and yeah I think this was so helpful I feel like there were so many different nuggets of wisdom that you dropped here. I feel like I I need to go record this and re-listen to a few parts too. Like this is just so, so helpful. Um, Thank you. Thank you again for just taking the time. It was a pleasure talking to you. This was awesome. Um, Anything else then? I stopped recording, I guess. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) Thank you for having me and uh, allowing me to share my story. And yeah, it feels really good and I hope that it's helpful to your listeners yeah absolutely I know it will be for sure all right friend that's it for today it was great catching up with you though and I can't wait to do it again next week can I just say I really appreciate you being here and it means so much that you took time out of your day to listen in so what'd you think of the episode let me know if you enjoyed it by leaving a rating and review it'll just take a second and this simple act of generosity helps more women discover the podcast so they can feel supported on their fertility journey as well. Thank you for being so kind and paying it forward. Oh yeah, and by the way, if you're looking to connect with other women who are trying to get pregnant, then I've got just the place for you. Consider this your personal invitation to join the Fertility Friends community. It's a safe and supportive space to connect that's off of social media, and it's totally free. Head on over to blossomingfertility.com friends to join. I can't wait to welcome you inside. Take care, my friend.